Welcome to the newest issue of the Claims Coach Podcast. I am Kevin Quinley, and I'd like to welcome you to the podcast delivering tips, tools, and techniques to help great claim and risk professionals get even better at managing their claims, their time, their resources, and their careers. We are embarking on a multi-part series with regard to constructing a reasonable COVID-19 coverage investigation. A lot of learned commentators talk about the bad faith perils in handling and denying coverage for COVID-19 claims uh, and say that it's very important, as it is, to conduct a reasonable investigation and just kind of sign off at that point. Well, that's, that's our starting point. Uh, we have offered, I have offered three tips, uh, action items for adjusters to incorporate in their investigation. This week is tip number four. Let's get right to it. And that is to involve the intermediary in the claims process. By the intermediary, I mean the insurance agent or broker. So I'm recommending highly that as part of the good faith, reasonable claim investigation that the adjuster discuss the claim with the insurance agent or broker. If you are leaning toward a no coverage stance or a reservation of rights stance, run this by and rehearse this with the insurance intermediary before moving onward. Determine if he or she has a different perspective. Okay, and let me emphasize the adjuster is not seeking approval. It's not mother may I uh, with the adjuster, with the agent or the broker, but it pays them the courtesy of knowing the adjuster's thinking. Um, so there are three reasons, uh, at least three reasons, why I think it's a good idea to involve the intermediary. Number one, it avoids making you look foolish. My point here is that an agent or a broker might raise an issue, might mention a fact, might mention a policy feature that the adjuster should weigh before reaching a final decision. We can, we can develop blind spots if we don't stress test our perspectives and coverage interpretations with other people. That's the whole point of a coverage or claim file roundtable, okay? The same principle goes for bouncing your idea off of the agent or broker. The agent or broker may reluctantly concede that the adjuster's coverage analysis jives with the policy. Or they may be agnostic. Or they may say, hey, that's your decision, not mine. And that's correct. That's correct. But they may have a perspective that the adjuster needs to know about. And so if the adjuster is wrong or short-sighted or superficial in the coverage investigation or interpretation. It's better to find out when it's just you and the broker or agent versus finding out after you've staked yourself to a position and you're in the midst of breach of contract or bad faith litigation. So it avoids making you look foolish. That's that's the number one reason. The number two reason is that the broker or agent can prepare the insured for what's coming and help cushion the blow. A lot of times, policyholders run to lawyers 
because they're totally caught off guard. They're hit cold turkey. They're hit like with a, with a wet washcloth across the face with a coverage denial or reservation of rights. If, if that letter, if that denial letter, if that reservation of rights letter is preceded by a conversation or a phone call with the adjuster and preferably as well with the agent or broker explaining what's going to happen, they may not like it, but there's a much better chance, I think, that they will feel part of the process and will not necessarily react precipitously. Will this work in all times? No. Will it guarantee that they won't run to an attorney? No. But you're playing the odds here. Okay. So, and plus they have a relationship. They have an ongoing relationship typically with the agent or broker that they don't have with the adjuster. They only deal with an adjuster when something bad happens. And, and that may be one every few years, if that. Whereas at least with the agents, they've, they've got to deal with them in terms of renewals and, and other features of the policy. So it, it can help prepare the groundwork so it won't be a surprise. When you surprise policyholders with these unilateral, legalistic, worded, and written coverage letters, I think that they are much more prone to run to a lawyer. They may still end up running to a lawyer, but I think it will be in fewer instances if you if you build that relationship with the agent or broker and engage them in the process to convey, give a distant early warning to the policyholder about what's coming down the pike. So that's reason number two to involve the agent or broker. Number three is that it pays respect to a key business constituent. Okay, uh, Most adjusters do not have ongoing relationships uh, with the insured. If they do, then, then that's something you may want to take up with the underwriting department. I used to say as a claims adjuster with accounts, if you and I are talking a lot, that's not a good sign, okay? But it makes the broker or agent part of the process. It helps build good karma, uh, which is good business with the brokers and agents. For a lot of insurance companies, the agents and brokers are the de facto sales force. They're the de facto marketing arm uh, for the insurance company. Uh, and part of, part of their ability, part of their willingness to recommend one carrier versus another is the quality of the claims staff and the quality of the claims service. That doesn't mean that there won't be disagreements between the insurance company and, and the claimant. It doesn't mean that there won't be disagreements between the intermediary and the adjuster. What it does mean is, is that the adjuster faces the dragon, okay? They don't hide. They don't wait for the, for the grenade to detonate after they've tossed the grenade over the wall. They've, gone, they've been proactive. They've discussed the coverage issue with the broker and agent. And even if the broker or agent disagrees, I, I think they they will and should appreciate the courtesy of being consulted, even if they disagree. There's a process issue here. And the adjuster shows, I'm using the word adjuster in a generic sense, regardless of what the job title is. The adjuster here has given the agent and the broker a fair hearing with regard to the coverage call. So those are three reasons. Let me throw in a fourth as a bonus here, and that is it, it helps the agent or broker 
prepare for a possible E&O claim. Now, let me, let me quickly add, I am not, I am not suggesting that the agent or broker uh, be accusing the broker uh, of the, that the adjuster accuse the broker or agent of an error or omission, okay? Um, but but there, I predict a second wave of COVID litigation against agents and brokers using theories that these intermediaries failed to procure the coverage that the insured wanted, that they failed to procure the coverage that the, that the agents and brokers warranted that they would procure, uh, that they failed to uh, warn or advise the insured of the fact that they were not insured for business interruption, for contagion-type perils. Uh, there will be attempts to reach into the deep pockets, perceived deep pockets, of agents and brokers. And so there are going to be a number of theories of liability, whether they're valid or not, whether they prevail or not, but even a groundless claim is extremely time-consuming and expensive. There will be multiple theories of liability launched against insurance agents and brokers. And so the point here is to hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. And it'll be up to the agent or broker to do some soul searching. Again, I am not suggesting that the that the adjusters say another reason that I am calling to consult with you on this coverage matter is because you, Mr. Broker or Ms. Agent, uh, may have an E&O claim. But if, if they're a savvy agent and broker, um, they have the capability, I believe, of sizing up the situation and, and doing whatever they feel is necessary to proactively defend themselves and prepare themselves for such a case. But I think the consultative step is useful by making the insurance agent or broker part of the process, paying them the courtesy of advance notice if they get an irate call or before they get an irate call from the policyholder who said, I thought you sold me full coverage. And if anybody knows what full coverage is, please feel free to, uh, to send that to me directly. In fact, the insurance adjuster and, and the intermediary may agree that uh, the advance notice to insureds will forestall litigation that might otherwise surface because they, they felt totally surprised, totally caught off guard. So that's, that's tip number four in terms of building, in terms of constructing and designing a reasonable, we're not looking for the perfection here, it's good to strive for it, there's no requirement that investigation be perfect, but typically only that it be reasonable investigation. Again, the caveat is, I am not an attorney. I do not play one on TV. This is not legal advice, but the, these are aimed to be practical action steps and practice tips for claims people in the trenches, not up in the ivory tower saying, conduct a good faith investigation. So, if you like the content here. Please subscribe to the Claims Coach Podcast on iTunes. Leave a positive review if you are so inclined. For more information on Quinley Risk Associates and my menu of services, please visit me on the web at www.claimscoach.com. Connect with me. I'm on Twitter at 
Claims Coach, that's one word, Claims Coach, or through LinkedIn. So thank you for listening, and be sure to check back for future installments of the Claims Coach podcast.